Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Days After Dark. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Days After Dark. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Moments With Me. Days After Dark is brought to you by the following. Touring Entertainment on Promotions, presenters of Retrospect Parties. Party like it's the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Soiree NDA events, bringing you bare naked nights, Bare Naked Mast and Bare Naked Beach, please. Soiree for the ultimate experience in all-inclusive NDA party. And by The Rose Solo Show, live on Clubhouse in The Rose Solo Show Club and on Janoradio.com, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. This episode of Days After Dark is streaming live on QMZRadio.com and janoradio.com of course we have our live audience courtesy of clubhouse where the conversation happens thank you all so much for joining us tonight hope you have your wine rosé brandy or cognac whatever your preference is let's go ahead and leave our inhibitions at the door come on in relax and enjoy 
Remember, we're here to engage in adult conversations, share experiences, and learn from each other. My co-hosts for tonight are Sunet, Rosolo, and Marlon. Marlon is running a little late. We'll, you know, excuse him this time. <laughs> but I'm so grateful that you're all here with me tonight. How is everyone doing? I'm going to start with the co-host, Sunet. How are you? I know you have a little luxury this week, not for good reason, but still. How are you? Um, I almost wrote to you in a message in the background. This is the worst. I do not, I do not like hosting from home. It is the pits. Because, I'm sorry. Hi, everyone. I hope you're well. I am okay. Um, she said luxury because Sonette has to work from home this week. But Sonette is miserable. This is day one of five. When you work from home, I don't have my two, my two screens. I don't have my connected mouse. I don't have my printer. I don't have my scanner. So I just stopped working. I started at 7 o'clock this morning. I just stopped working just now, 7 p.m., 12-hour day. What time did you start? Just, you said 7 o'clock 7 this morning? 7 a.m. When I was talking to you this morning, Good I started. Man. And I just finished, stopped because I with a process that takes, you know, an eight-hour day, uh-huh. I usually... It takes me 12 when I'm here because I'm distracted by a little person who wants to be fed, right. who wants to be entertained. And then the work that is like, is slow. I'm yeah. sorry. I've started coming. That's you, okay. Let it out. Let it out. Yeah. That's why we're here. It's but adult yeah, conversations. You know, it's a part of life. From home. Yeah. I don't care about these people who want to work. From, I mean, I'm so happy people are happy and they can work from home. Yeah. It is not for me. It's for the, it's a bird. Send me to the office so I can lock my door, tell people to leave me alone, and I can get my stuff down without interruptions. You feel That's more productive. Me. I love my child. So much more. A hundred times more productive. So <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. I, yeah, now I, I get to escape my house a little bit. I'm like, I'm so happy my husband came home. So now I can, like, I need something. I need to get, get out. I need... To move. <laughs> so, go I'll be I'll be moving with you. So I'm gonna go pick, do a quick pick up at Target right. and come right back. Oh, Target is the devil. I went in there the other day. I had the intention to get one item, just one, mm-hmm. and I was sucked in. I don't know. <laughs> I think when you walk through the doors of Target, there's something that they spray on you. Yes. <laughs> and you go into a so- trance and you forget what you go in there for. Yeah. I do order pickup to cut that off to say, okay, yeah, just just get where you go in, order mm-hmm. pickup and walk out. And um, the one store I didn't have to two items I wanted. So my husband picked up one at a Target on his way from home from work. So I have to go to another Target Ooh. a couple three miles away, and I have freedom. So I'm, I'm gonna go All in right. the store and roam. I don't blame you. Well, thank you for taking us with you. Let us see. You know, tell us about the good deals you find while you're there. <laughs> Oh my yeah. gosh, but glad to have you, Sinet. Thank you so much. Rosolo. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Can you hear me? Yes, Rosolo. We can hear I'm in a little corner. <laughs> well, um, I, I Sinet, my love, I, I understand totally what you what you feel, but when I work from home, home home, Georgia home, I have the double screen. So I understand what you're saying. Um it, it does take longer when you just have the laptop, but um, I'm in, I'm still on vacation mode. So anything that aggravated me today acts moments. I just closed the computer and walked away and started dancing or just walked around the house or went and sat in the patio and enjoyed the sun. So, um, Finet, my love, enjoy Tarjay. I have yeah. never gone into Tarjay with the intention of getting one item 
and left with less than $70 worth of items. I don't know how it happens every single time. 70. Every time I go to Target, 73, I 74, wish. it's always an average. It's always that. Oh, no, it's worse. It's, that's the lowest. Okay, that's, that's the, lowest. the lowest. Okay. All right. yeah, the, the other day I went in there and I literally thought that the bill, when she gave me the, the, the number and she said it was a couple hundred on there, I was like, what What did you? No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. I came in here for a bathing suit for my daughter. How did this happen? Mm -hmm. So um, I understand, Sanette, enjoy Tarjay, but I am having an amazing, amazing, amazing break. And I, I, I thank you moments and I thank Marlon because mm -hmm. he's not here, but... But yeah, I don't know about everyone else. Sorry, Sinet. Um, I'm having a great day. <laughs> Dragging on the plane tomorrow, but um, happy Monday. But enjoy Tarjay. Tar yes, please tell us about the deals, and I hope everyone else is doing well. Good evening, everyone. I'm going back in my corner. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rosola. Well, good evening to everyone here with us on Clubhouse. Thank you so much, um, D, Javette, Nadish, Sharifa. Thank you all for being here with us on Clubhouse. And, of course, a huge welcome to everyone tuned in on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. If you missed the last episode, Size, Sex, and Soul, no worries. The replay is available in the Days After Dark Club on Clubhouse. And, um... Going forward, we're going to have our replays also available on JanoRadio.com. So, here at Days After Dark, we believe that the building blocks of any relationship includes, um, of course, let, let me just do a quick refresher as far as the building blocks of um, relationships are concerned, right? Um, communication. Love intimacy friendship and finance this week we're revisiting the first building block in the cliff series communication we started season one with the cliff series and we're going back for for a refresher because we've been asked communication seems to be a struggle for many people whether they're just getting acquainted or have been in a relationship with tenure remember we also have in a days with rosolo and marlon that's coming up later on so if you're in a relationship looking to get into a relationship or trying to get out of a relationship, you're pretty much in the right place. All right. Um, we're going to get the conversation started right after this music break. Here is Zara Larson featuring Young Thug. Talk about love. Patience is a virtue, I ain't tryna hurt you I need you to read between the lines Calling me out and it's unfair Told you I don't wanna go there Swear that I can taste it All your expectations Rising up but push them to the side You know I'm down to go anywhere But told you I don't wanna go there I think you feel good, yeah I think you're so sweet But you're taking this off too serious
If you're just tuning in to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com, welcome to Days After Dark. If you're on Clubhouse, click on the greenhouse to join the club. Follow the moderators, follow each other, and make meaningful connections. Thank you for being here with us. I'm your host, Moments With Me, and I'm joined by my gracious co-hosts, Sunet, Rosolo, and Marlon, who will be here with us shortly. Just a quick PSA, this show is being streamed live on Internet Radio, and the Clubhouse replays are on. Please be reminded that this is a safe space and a no-judgment zone. We're here to engage in adult conversations, share experiences, and learn from each other. That was Zara Larson featuring Young Thug, Talk About Love. Tonight, we're talking about the heart of communication. Let's start by understanding the difference between hearing and listening. Two facets of communication, right? According to www.verywellmind.com, When you're in conversation with someone, it's common for your mind to drift to other thoughts. It happens. It happens to me. For example, maybe you have a lot on your plate and you're thinking of what, you know, you need to get done. Maybe a lot. Maybe deadlines. Maybe you just argued with your partner and you're still upset about it. Or maybe you're just exhausted and you start fantasizing about how cozy your bed will be when you turn in for the night. When your mind begins to wander, you're likely still hearing the other person, but you're not truly listening to what they have to say. However, this can negatively impact your conversations and relationships with people if they feel that you're rarely listening to them. With inputs from a psychologist, we should be able to break down the differences between hearing and listening. Also, we're going to be provided with some tips to help us become better listeners and improve our relationships. Many people use the words hearing and listening interchangeably. However, there are several important differences between the two, and this is according to Kelly Workman, who is a uh, psychologist at the Columbia University Medical Center. According to Workman, hearing is a passive intake of sound while listening is the act of intentionally working to comprehend those sounds. So let's dig a little deeper. What is hearing? Hearing is a passive, involuntary, and sensory process in which we perceive sounds. It's a physiological response that involves our perception of sound. It does not require focused attention. For example, and I'm sure we can all relate to this, You're watching television. You can still hear the sound of traffic or sirens outside. Your neighbor's dog barking. People laughing in the hallway. Your children probably, you know, making a little noise. You hear an alarm go off. We're hearing those things, right? Now let's talk about what is listening. Listening is an active, voluntary and intentional process that involves making sense of the words and sounds you hear. It requires our attention, right? In turn, you may develop an emotional response to what you hear. Listening with the intent to understand is referred to as active listening. And I'm sure many of us have heard that term before. For example, 
if you're listening to someone talk about a difficult day they had at work, and we can just use Sunet right away. We heard Sunet, but were we listening to her? What did she say? She said that while others may enjoy or relish in the thought of being able to work from home, for her it's not all that it's caked up to be. She feels that she's more productive being in the office. But we didn't only hear her say it, we heard the emotion behind what she was saying. And I hope I'm making sense. We heard it in her voice, her tone, her inflections, right? So listening with the intent to understand is referred to as active listening. As someone speaks, you will start to understand what their experience was like and the impact it had on them. And we could hear her frustration with not being, you know, she didn't feel as though she was productive or as productive as she could be. Hence, her day dragged on longer than it normally would have, right? This will help you make thoughtful comments and ask relevant questions to further understand their experience. According to Wortman, both hearing and listening play an important role in our lives. Hearing, let's remember, is a form of sensory input, whereas listening is a way to form connections with other people. What is the importance of listening? Really? We're social beings and have a universal need for connection and belonging. As much as I would like to think, I don't. But the truth is I do. We all need it. Listening is what enables us to develop increased curiosity about other people's experiences, increased compassion and empathy, and increased connection. If you're not listening to others or being listened to, it can negatively affect your sense of connection and belonging. You can probably think of a time when you, when you were not being listened to. I know I can. And I can think of a time when I wasn't listening either. It's a two-way street, right? I'm not going to pretend as though I'm not guilty of it. Yeah, I'm guilty of it. And the experience may have caused you to feel devalued. So understand when we do it to somebody else that we're making them feel devalued uncared for, lonely, all of which can contribute to feelings of shame, anxiety, and depression. Listening and engaging with others can strengthen your relationships. Similarly, the lack of listening can create tension and distance in relationships, make it difficult to resolve conflicts and affect your mental health and well-being. Listening is so important, folks. We have to listen to each other. We can't say we care, but we're not listening. Have you ever come across situations, and here's what I like. I like looking at people and paying attention to their body language, their facial expressions. But have you ever um, encountered someone they're like, 
hey how are you doing but they're not even looking at you and they just keep moving or they look at you and they ask you hey how are you doing and you start to talk and then they start looking away distracted or just oh i gotta go gotta go gotta go and i'm like why bother if i ask anyway i'd rather you just kept it moving right but how did it make you feel now imagine that with your partner your close friends your spouse your significant other your children close family when you are not getting the attention and yeah it may sound a little absurd to say attention but that's what it boils down to when you're not getting that attention how does it make you feel And how do you know when somebody's not listening versus when somebody is listening to you? How do you know individually? Think about that for a second. And then let's talk about effective listening. Are you listening to hear what you want to hear? Or are we listening to understand Are we doing that or no? What are we doing? We say we're actively listening, but are we listening to find something to hold on to and forget about the entire context of the conversation that's being had? Or are we listening to have total understanding of what the other person is trying to relate to us? Just some food for thought. Have you ever felt anxiety, shame, or depression because you felt as though you were not being listened to? And depression doesn't necessarily have to be deep. It could be mild. Shame, yeah. Oops. Okay. I guess they don't want to hear what I have to say. And then what do you do? When you feel that shame, what happens? You withdraw. Anxiety sets in too, especially if what you're trying to relate is something of utter importance to you and it means a lot to you, right? And you get anxiety or you become anxious because you don't feel your message is going across because the person is not giving you the impression that they're listening to you. Depression, probably. I don't know. Can anyone else relate to any of those three things? I don't know. Have you ever experienced those three things? I Go ahead. Go right ahead. I was going to say, I feel if I don't listen to myself, if I'm not internalizing and listen to my body myself that I may experience some of those things that you mentioned yeah. um, I keep you know exposing myself to, to situations that you know I really should separate from but early when you ask the question of like actively listening and listen to people I mean I don't really like to talk to people right so I don't it doesn't bother me too much but I also have 
categorize certain people and their conversations. Um, So I don't always have to actively listen because I know that it's not required at that moment. But if we're coming from just an intimate relationship standpoint, Mm -hmm. then I do try to make sure that actively listening to what my partner is saying and to what they're not saying because sometimes what they're not saying tells you more than what's real i'm glad you said that little thank you so much how are you feeling better i hope please say a little bit i drank some onion and garlic and ginger so i'm I'm doing a little bit all right you know about the things that I'm glad to know you're feeling better. But yeah, you're absolutely right. And I'm glad you said that. It's the unspoken word that speaks volumes many a times. You ever ask somebody, how are you doing? And they say, oh, I'm doing fine. But it's written all over their face that it's the extreme opposite. Yeah. But I like what you said, though. um, Having conversations with yourself, pretty much. When you said that, because I, I talk to myself and my husband thinks I'm crazy. And I, I, I just this weekend, too, I said, um, I'm my best consultant. <laughs> so I don't see what's wrong with talking to myself. Family sickness. My dad used to talk to himself. I talk to myself. And my oldest son talks to himself. Right. And I laugh when I see him do it because it's like, oh, my gosh. Yep. There we go. Just don't yourself oh i answer myself thank you (laughs) you're breaking up for good reason marla (laughs) oh i answer myself because you know i have to talk it talk it through and i understand what you said what you're saying little you you know you you get um anxiety when you don't listen to yourself. And to explain that a little more, um, have you ever had conversations with yourself and you're like, oh, I should do this, and you know the reasons why you should do a particular thing, right? And when you don't follow through on that and then you have a different outcome, what happens? You get mad at yourself, right? I should have done that. If I had done that, then this would not have happened. We do that. I'm sure Little and I are not the only ones. Yep. Yeah. And go ahead, go ahead, Miss Javette. Yes, Miss Javette, come through, Miss Javette. Hello. Good night. Good night, Miss Javette. Hello. Good night, everybody. So the the um. The best experience I have with that is like with my daughter, or I don't know if people have that with their children. You say ting- you say things to them and they pretend like they're listening to you, but they're really not. Mm-hmm. So it's that active versus passive. Mm-hmm. And I have to repeat myself. I don't feel shame. If anything, it makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good emotion that should be in there too. Yes, especially when you talk about parent and child relationships. Multiply it times four for me there, Javette. That's what I go through. And what 
somebody explain this to me, not to go off too far on a tangent, but explain this to me, please, Javette. Why is it that we have to get to a point where we feel like we're screaming before they even listen to us or take us seriously? I don't know. I, 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 I they're think because <laughs> they're born with that gene that um, they don't they don't think parents know what we're saying. So that's when consequences come in and you just give them that look like, hey, I tried to tell you, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But does it lead to your doubting your sense of connection with your children, your partner, your friends, if you feel that you're not being listened to? With my children, no doubting. With my partner, it all depends because... Some people just like to chat, right? So, you know, you may be um, you may be in tune with them in the beginning, but if it's like a half an hour later and they're still speaking and they're not even giving you a chance to um, reciprocate or to have like a back and forth conversation, then I know for me, I kind of lose it at times. Mm-hmm. Meaning I'm not as in tune to what they're saying. Right. Yeah. But have we ever, or have you ever been accused of not listening? Yep. Yeah. And when it's pointed out, do you agree with them, with the person at that point in time, or do you um, become defensive? Because it's very easy for us to become defensive, right? And say, no, I wasn't listening. I was listening. But it goes back, goes back to what Little said, the unspoken word. They're now looking at your, your um, facial expressions. They're looking at your body language, your posture. And they're receiving that nonverbal message. What is it saying? I know someone just opened their mic. Please go right ahead. So that was me. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> so you know the the biggest thing with that, right? The whole accusal of "Are you listening? You're not listening" type thing. <clears throat> Even from a parental standpoint, recently I had a conversation with my daughter, um, where she was talking to me about, you know, not dressing up like her cousin, like oh. You know, her her cousin has too many similar outfits, and she doesn't want to dress like her. It's childish, all these things or whatever she was bringing up. So, you know, as she's speaking, she, you know, briefly mentions, like, her height. And I'm like, ah, that's the problem, right? Because my niece is 11, my daughter's 14. So she's talking about she doesn't want to dress like her little cousin. But it's not because you think it's childish to dress like your little cousin it's because you're short and you don't want people to confuse you for an 11 year old because you feel like i'm 14 i'm going to high school right so as i bring that up to her i said you know the fact is has nothing to do with the outfit it's your height that's the problem you're not listening to what i'm saying to you Bobby. i'm not talking about my height i'm just telling you that i don't want to dress like her and i'm like no i'm listening to everything that you're saying And that's the problem. You don't understand or you haven't identified yet what the real issue is. And when I can and I point that out to you, your first defense mechanism is going to say that I'm not listening to what you're saying. But in fact, I am listening. I've been listening very well to the fact that I can pick up on 
the real issue where you cannot. Yeah. How many of us are in, are in tune to that degree? And that's something we probably need to start doing more. Going beneath the surface to identify the real issue. But are we willing to take the time to do that? Or are we so self-absorbed with our own issues that we can't spare the time to truly listen, actively listen, and pay attention to the things that lie beneath the surface? That's a great example. And you're right, because when you're a certain age, sometimes you're not able to understand and express the real reason why you feel the way you do. You know, we're talking about children here, right? And as a parent, in our parent-child relationships, being able to listen, look at their faces, pay attention to them, makes a difference all right we have to take another quick break um here is khaled with talk featuring disclosure on the track Just talk, can we just talk, talk about where we're going Before we get lost, let me our thoughts Can't get what we do without knowing I've never felt like this before I apologize if I'm moving too far Can we just talk, can we just talk Figure out where we're going, yeah Started off right, I can see it in your eyes I can tell that you want in more What's been on your mind, there's no reason we should hide Tell me something I ain't heard before Now I've been dreaming about it And it's you I'm on So stop thinking about it Can we just talk? Can we just talk? Some flowers in the room I'll make sure I leave the door unlocked Now I'm on the way Swear I won't be late I'll be there by five o'clock Oh, you've been dreaming about it And I'm what you want So stop thinking about it Can we just talk? Can we just talk about it? Can't get what we want without one. I've never felt 
If you're just tuning in to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com, welcome to Days After Dark. If you're on Clubhouse, click on the greenhouse to join the club. Follow the moderators, follow each other, and make meaningful connections. Thank you for being here with us. I'm your host, Moments, and I'm joined by my gracious co-hosts, Sunette, Rosolo, and Marlon. Just a quick PSA, this show is being streamed live on internet radio and the clubhouse replays are on please be reminded that this is a safe space and a no judgment zone we're here to engage in adult conversations share experiences and learn from each other we just heard from khaled featuring disclosure talk before the break we took a deeper look into the into the difference between hearing and listening and how they affect our relationships. Now, let's define communication. Communication is described as the successful conveying or sharing of ideas and feelings. For those of you who have been with Days After Dark since the very start, I know this is gonna sound familiar to you. However, we have had requests to talk about the whole clip series because unfortunately our content got lost, all right? So, of course, we're very obliging and our audience does matter. Their feelings matter, right? So, on our very first first episode, we spoke about how to communicate effectively in a relationship and highlighted some recommended tips for communicating better. And here were some of the things that were discussed. Ask open-ended questions. That will force people to give more than a yes, I don't know, maybe, or a no answer. For example, and this is not just in our intimate relationships with our partners, our spouses, or significant others, but we can do this with our children, our friends, those people we say we care about. What goals do you have for us? Or what goals do you have? It then forces them to think and be able to explain exactly what's going on in their heads, right? Or what do you think about when you wake up? Pick up on nonverbal cues, facial expressions, body movement, posture, gestures, eye contact, touch, space, voice, among other things. That unspoken word, that non-verbal communication speaks volumes as little, hi- as little highlighted earlier. There's a lot that is said in silence. You ever hear the term, the silence is so deafening? Or nobody wants to address the elephant in the room, <laughs> right? But yeah, let's pay attention to the non-verbal cues. Is someone looking at you when they're speaking to you, or are they constantly looking away? If it's hard for somebody to look at you when they're talking to you, something's wrong. Don't try to be a mind reader, folks, because you know what they say about making an assumption, right? <laughs> you don't want to be made, a, made what, what is that? Make an ass of you and me. Yeah, don't, don't try to be a mind reader. According to um, lifehack.org, 
People love to talk. But what they don't love so much to do is to converse, to dialogue, to actually communicate. Folks are mesmerized by the sound of their own voices and they like to interrupt and talk over each other. If they're polite, they may merely wait for their turn to talk, but talking becomes the only objective. And we come across this every day. Sometimes we're guilty of it, guilty of it, and we don't even realize we're doing it. But if you catch yourself doing it, whoops, pump the brakes. So this now forces us to raise the level of awareness when it comes to our own actions. Let's pay attention to what we're doing, the things that we're doing, especially if the things or the thing has been highlighted by the receiver. If every time someone is talking, we're cutting them off, not allowing them to finish their statement, we need to think about how we can stop doing that. Because just as much as we want to talk, they want to talk too. They have a need to be heard just as we feel we have a need to be heard, right? And that's in every type of relationship. Understand that conversations are a two-way street. It's not one person doing all the talking all the time. I know with children, especially when they hit their teen years, it's easy for that to happen, though. feels like you're pulling teeth to have a conversation with them. Um, probably because they're trying to figure themselves out, see how they're going to fit into this um, puzzle called life. I know when I was a teenager, I really didn't like talking much with my parents, especially. <laughs> you know, So, hey. But understand that conversations are a two-way street. It's not one person constantly talking and the other person just listening. And if you don't think the person is... Um, being vulnerable enough with you, ask, go back and ask those um, open-ended questions. Think about some open-ended questions that will force them to go beyond shaking their head or just giving a simple yes or no. Here's something else. Set aside time to talk. What does that tell the person? What is that telling your partner? If you're setting aside time to talk, what are you letting them know? I care. Plain and simple. I, well, for me at least, <laughs> I care. Probably at the time when they wanted to address something, you were not able to discuss it. But being able to say to them, hey, Marlon, I know you just mentioned X, Y, Z. Can we talk about it later on this evening when you get home from work? Or can we talk about it in an hour or two when I'm finished with the children or something? But what we're doing is making our partner know that we heard them. We heard that they have a need and we are willing to put ourselves to the side for a moment and listen to them. Moments? Yes, Javette. 
So, don't you, um, every once in a while, men get a little afraid when women say, um, can I talk to you? Marlon? <laughs> what was the question, Ms. Jillette? <laughs> Were you actively listening, Mr. Marlon? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one, Javette. That's a good one. No, I wasn't actively listening, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I I I um mentioned to moments that there are times that I hear and there's always a running joke that men don't like when they come in the house and women say, um, can we talk? How can we communicate communicate that better to our significant other? Uh, I believe is the way you, 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 you ask them. Uh, most I uh, me personally, it doesn't bother me. I mean, but, um, most guys where it's the tone you, you, you approach them with. So if you, if you approach them with a certain type of tone, they're going to realize Oh, I ain't gonna tell her nothing because she she's already angry, from you know, for whatever reason. So it's it's a type of tone you you um you you ask them with, and it could be he already knows he's, you know he's probably doing something wrong. And when you walk, when you ask him a question, when ready to pull him pull his britches up, he's gonna be like, I'm not telling you. It's 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 it's, it's a lot of different things, Mr. Javed. Um. But for me personally, that don't bother me. You can ask me anything. I have no reason to lie to you. I'm going to tell you like it is. Um, but most guys don't like to ask questions. Or most guys doesn't, don't like when their wife or their girlfriend or whatever asks them any questions. Um, but it's how you set the tone from day one in a relationship or as a friendship too as well. So if you set that tone from early, Depends on the answer you're going to get from him. So from day one, you have to be right on, right on point with the person. No lying, no, 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 no crap. And you set the tone. Because you have to set a tone with, it, with your mate or your spouse early. Okay, if you start off with a lie, it's going to be a lie all the way through. So you have to have a certain, um, you have to have good communication and, 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 and stuff. I don't know if I answer your question, Mr. Vet. Thank you, Marlon. We already know you're a unicorn, but I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not no. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm not. Um. So what I'm hearing, Javet, is that it depends on the tone that we come with, we approach them with. Um, it has been said, many men say women just complain about everything or what, what's the term they like to use for us? We're miserable. We're, we're just miserable. No, 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 we're not. I don't, well, I don't think we are. Uh, I can tell you that some of you are miserable. <laughs> some of you come off on the wrong foot and, and just like a bee in your ear. I agree. Yeah. I can okay. say that. So, not all, not all, but majority of you are miserable. Majority? Oh my gosh, Marlon, are we that bad? But yes. but could that be because you're not 
actively listening. Thank you, Javette. Say it again. <laughs> that could be as well. Yes, I agree with you. I agree. Yeah. Because, Javette, if we don't feel as though we're being hurt, let's take something as simple as changing the light bulb. Simple as that. Babe, can you change the light bulb for me? Okay, sure, no problem. Woman, when we ask, and ladies, bat me if, you're, if you think I'm right, and if I'm not right, say you're wrong. Please. But nine times out of ten, when we ask for something to be done, we want it done like um, <clears throat> right away. We have a need for it to be done right away because we know that if it's not done right away, chances are it's not going to get done anytime soon. And then what happens? We end up doing it ourselves. Only to then <laughs> hear them say, I was going to do it. Yeah, that was two weeks ago I asked you. Oh, but you can't do that either because sometimes we, we're not going to jump on and, and, and your first um, hoorah. <laughs> You, I mean, you want us to jump and do it right away. It's not going to happen. So it's either you got to kind of understand your, 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 the person you're with, knowing that the person is not the type of person where it's going to jump and do everything you say. Because mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of you uh, women like, like that, like if you ask me to do something, you want to get done right away. No, I do it on my time. But if what I feel like doing right now, I'm going to do it. But don't, don't, and they, you're going to get upset. If I don't jump and do it right now, that's your, that's your problem. Don't get upset. <laughs> but, Mar but Marlon, what is a considerable amount of time a woman should wait? If two weeks pass no, and I still can't see in my closet because it's dark and I can't reach the bulb, should no. I not be able to cuss you after that? <laughs> I, I, I agree. Two weeks is kind of long. Two weeks is long. Mm -hmm. But maybe two or three days, you could wait, you know. Two or three make days? You, you know, you go in the closet when it, when, it, when it's light out, you know, get get your stuff out and put it in the bedroom or something. Marla. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, that's what I'm So, can with. I ask a question? Russell, why are you breaking up? Can you come in yeah. here and talk, please? You're breaking Not up. Sure no, we can't hear you, Rosolo. I don't know why she isn't in here. She's here with me, but she's not in here with me, which would be easier. I don't know where she disappeared to. Rosolo. Oh, hello. You can hear me. I'm so sorry. I was going to ask with... You're breaking up, Rosolo. Can when you a just man come, asks us come, to do come. something, do we do it right away? Hmm. <laughs> I don't always do it right away. I don't always, but most of the time, yeah. 80% of the time, yeah. That's not true. <laughs> oh, what's the percentage? 20. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to tell you why. Ladies and gentlemen, I will tell I you did, why. I didn't hear I'm sorry, I didn't hear what um, Rosola said. Because I tell her, I'm telling her to come in the studio and talk, but she's outside in the living room where I'm going to, the, the service in the house is really bad, Javette. So she's breaking up, but we can't hear her. She, 
She's coming. She's coming. I was actually on so, the patio. Oh, you were outside. Okay. Mm-hmm. She, she was outside on the patio. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Swinging, swinging and swinging. Okay. So my question was, good evening, everyone, again, um, to the ladies. When the gentleman asks us to do something, do we do it right away? Hmm. Hmm? Yes. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, we don't. <laughs> And I said, I do, that I took time and I dwindled down. I took my time and I dwindled down. I said 80%. And then Marlon said, no, no, 20%. And I was about to explain why I dwindled down. Because I'm giving back the same energy I get. (laughs) I don't know if it's right. But over the years, I realized that they don't move. Until they're ready to move, so I'm gonna move when I'm ready to move. Is it right? I don't know. No, it's not. It's right. The same. No, it's not. <laughs> Thank you, little. Little. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you are all horrible. No, and I understand because I'm speaking for a place where someone asks me to do stuff, something, and if I don't want to do it, I won't do it. I just ignore them. But um, I've learned that you can't do that. I can't do tit for tat. I tried it, didn't work for me. So you can't do that moments. And I watched you do it, do it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're watching me do it to him. I did. Sorry, Marlon. But here's the thing. Okay, so just to give people a little insight, Marlon and I have been together. This year mm-hmm. will be 20 years, mm-hmm. right? Known him for 20 years. This year will make 18 years that we're living together. So I was always, okay, 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 no problem, no problem. But. Men move differently. Yeah, he gets things done. Some things, I'll be very honest, some things, depending on the urgency, get done immediately. But then there are other things a week two weeks never a month never two months to never and you end up doing it yourself so am i wrong for matching the energy yes you're still wrong for matching rasola you're gonna take marlon's side can i have somebody no, I'm else taking marlon's side i'm not taking i'm taking I, general we can't do tip for tip. that's what i'm saying in general because i've learned from Mom, it. it's not a good thing please told me rosolo others how you want to be treated i just can't unhear that so would you say a little treat others as, as you want to be treated? yes i can't unhear it <laughs> so say that i get a little so, louder a little treat others the way you want to be treated mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't believe in the tit for tat <laughs> But instead of saying yes, why don't you say, okay, um, I can't do it right now. I'll do it on Friday. Yes, or exactly. like give to communicate, you know, communicate a little bit better. You know, I'm not going to be able to do it tonight um, moments, but um, remind me again on Friday or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I think if we start speaking in that way, then we'll be able to identify what's like needs to be immediately done. Mm-hmm. versus 
what can wait until Marlon is ready. <laughs> I agree, Javette. I That's totally true. agree. Because you know what that's going to do for us women? Make us feel that you heard us, you have acknowledged what our need is, and that you're willing to address it, and you're giving us a timeline. A so we, Yeah, we, you're setting the expectation, mm -hmm. right. And that, I think that will um, definitely diminish our coming across as being annoying and frustrating and miserable, um, miserable and in their ears, right? So that's a great point. And I'm glad you brought that up, Javette. I really am glad. But you know, one of the things I realize is that men have a way of toning us out. Tuning us out. Tuning yeah. us out. Yeah. Sorry. So when we say something, because we're known as nagging, they just ignore us and they don't even hear us. I don't know how to do that. Why do they do that? Because they say we nag. But why? Why are we nagging? Because they don't do what we ask them. It's like a, it's like a revolving. So it's, yeah, it's like a revolving door. Mm -hmm. So we're right back at square one. So we are willing, we are willing to not be miserable no, no, no. if men can set expectations with us. Is that a fair trade, men, Marlon? You want to speak on behalf of the men? Is that a fair trade? Um, yeah, somewhat, yeah. yeah. Somewhat? <laughs> yeah. So what is a fair trade? Yeah, give us a fair, because here's the thing. It's not just about us. It's about relationships in general. And many couples go through this. And it's a complaint that women have. It's a complaint that men have. So now we need to be able to bridge that gap and have an understanding so that we the women understand you men better and you men understand us better and it's not venus versus mars right so what would be reasonable in your mind <laughs> i don't know I, <laughs> I can't think and i'm so busy i can't even think right now all right there you mind. There's not a man in the room could, for me to give me two minutes. No. Uh, we have MD. Welcome, MD. Uh, all right, MD. Can you? Oh can boy, you, I, I, I don't know if I want to walk in right now. This very yes. yes, yes, MD. Come on in. Come on in, MD. Come on. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, MD. Welcome. Marlon, I just give you a high five, so I'm, I'm just gonna try. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, MD, just help me out for a little. And, uh, <laughs> so, so why do women nag? Was that the question? Okay, so women nag, men don't listen. That's pretty mm. much where we're at. Um, okay. What Marlon was saying earlier was that, and we gave an example. We want a light bulb changed. You don't change it right away. Men do it on their time. We come across as nagging because we want it done immediately. And then it gets to a point where we end up doing it ourselves, right? And then the men don't like when we take that stance, right? Um, we're considered miserable, but men don't set expectations. So I need to know how can we come to a mutual understanding um, how can we get men to say, you know, something I heard you so that we can feel acknowledged and heard 
how about setting the expectation give us a timeline babe i see that the, the light bulb needs to be changed can't get to it right now but i'll have it done by saturday so that way what is today monday i'm not asking you tuesday i'm not saying something again wednesday i'm not screaming thursday i'm not tearing my hair out and friday i decide i'm not talking to you until you get it done how about that okay sounds good <laughs> <laughs> but from your perspective how would you bridge that gap with us so that we are not coming across as being nagging and annoying and men are not coming across as being um avoiders what's the right term should i that i should use avoiders is fight okay yeah mm -hmm. um so i i believe that we all live in a context mm -hmm. right um, we we live in a relationship we are interconnecting um, together. And, and if we look out for ourselves, we actually go against nature. But if we, who are in relationships, look out for the benefit of the other person and make that our best interest, the connection that, that we now have with that other person will be significantly empowered. So with that rule of thumb, when there's a conversation about, for example, nagging, instead of asking, um, trying to understand she's nagging, but the real question is, what is it that she wants? It's not necessarily why she's nagging, but the underlying notion is, what is it that she wants? At the end of the day, women want to feel like they are only in a relationship. And when they nag, they only nag when something they need is missing. Mm -hmm. Right? And so our goal as detective, man, I, I tell my, <laughs> my patients all the time, we are detectives sometimes because we have to not only hear what um, the woman in our lives is, is actually saying to us, but we need to go a little bit deeper because sometimes what she's telling you right now or what she's nagging you right now is, a, is something that she told you before. Mm -hmm. So now it becomes a nagging because when she had communicated that to you, she was not heard. So now you have to play detective to try to figure out, okay, she's nagging. Is it possible that conversation, we had it before? And as men, we do forget. If we're watching uh, sports, for example, um, right, Marlon? And you are talking to us, we're going to say, yeah, 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 we got you, I got you. And believe it, 99% of the time, we have no idea what you just told us because our minds are not, connected to your universe at that time. We are in our own world. If you ask a man to do anything for you when he's supposed to be unwinding down, in other words, after a long day of work and he just come home and he's trying to um, replenish himself, if this is the time you want to have a conversation, you are more likely to have a fight than to have a conversation mm. because he does not have the energy 
at that particular moment to give you what you really need, which is you want a listening ear, you want to be heard. And so proper timing is important. Um, I will say be very mindful when you ask a man to do something. Never ask him when he's between projects. Never ask him when he just come from work. Never ask him if he's watching television and especially watching a game he's truly enjoying. Because those moments, our minds are not connected. The, the wires are not wiring the right way. And so in order for us to recall something that you told us during that time, it's more likely not to happen. So uh, I think trying to understand or be mindful of that as a spouse will um, alleviate uh, a great deal of um, pain and suffering between the two of you. Wow. Thank I you. I have a question. Yes, thank you, oh. Go right ahead with the question. Go right ahead. Hey, MD, it's Javette. So in a relationship, say it's the beginning of a re relationship, um, would it be a great idea for me to ask the person, um, when is the best time to speak to you about, you know, something important or when is the best time that we can have conversations where we're both really, um, listening, um, actively and effectively versus just because we're rushing through the day, would you say that would be a good thing to, um, communicate in relationships? Absolutely. I'm going to give you a high five as well. Um, so here's the thing. We all have the right to play our own movies and our brain. And so when you come into my space or when I come into your space, I have no right to interrupt your movie without your permission. So when there's a conversation that needs to, to, to take place that is important, it is equally important for you to establish the ground rule between the two of you that when we have important conversation, we ask each other, when is it a good time for us to have this conversation? And it's not, oh, we'll have it at the end of the week if today is Monday. No, that's, that's not it either. It's really saying, I respect your time enough that I want to talk with you, but I want you and I to come up with a time that is suitable for both of us so we can have a conversation. So that, that shows mutual respect between the two partners. And it's a good thing. It's a good idea to practice that whenever you want to have a deep conversation. Granted, remember, there are times that definitely not a good idea to have a conversation. Because it's just, if you are too tired, let's say both of you are really wired and really tired. And you have this conversation that you know is going to, it's going to really push your buttons, perhaps doing it on your you know, when you're really that exhausted, it's not a good idea. Let's wait for the next day. Let's let's table that conversation for another day. Another another thing that I think for those of us who are married, um, allow your bedroom to be a place of oasis, a place of love, 
a place of sleep and wellness, a place of holding on to each other, a place of nurturing, a, a place of fun. Your bedroom should always be an oasis. Therefore, any conversation that you begin to have that has the potential of creating a fight and fights are doomed to happen because we are married, do not have them in your bedroom. Go to the kitchen, go to the living room, go to a different areas of the room, but don't have them in your bedroom. Leave your bedroom to be a place of peace, a place of love, a place where the two of you, despite of what was going on in the kitchen, when we walk into the bedroom, we can still hold on to each other, though we are mad at each other at this particular time. You understand what I mean? I knew I liked you, MD. (laughs) (laughs) You said it. I like that. I absolutely love that. That's a whole different perspective. That that's a different angle. You know, now I have a better understanding. Um, and you mentioned something that I said earlier, set aside time to talk, Mm -hmm. which is telling your partner that I value you. I'm interested in what you have to say. I care about what you have to say. Um, now, what I absolutely love, and I never thought about it before, and, I ne- and I'm guilty because yeah, I argue in my bedroom because it's away from the children because one thing we don't do is have arguments in front of our children, right? Um, because I believe there are certain things children don't need to hear or see. Um, not that I'm creating a false sense of what a relationship is. No, they, they have heard us um, have um, differences of opinion, and hash that out. But when it comes to real deep um, conversations, no. But I've had them in the bedroom because I'm like, okay, we're away from the children. This is our private space where we can let our guard down. But I like what you said. It should be a place of peace, of love, of coming together um, where you leave everything outside of the bedroom. Whatever is not in harmony, you leave it outside. And then once you step into the bedroom, you come together. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely love that. Thank you so much, MD. I do have to take a quick break, and then we will be back to talk some more. Here is BB Rexa with Trust Fall.
you're just tuning in to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com, welcome to Days After Dark. If you're on Clubhouse, click on the greenhouse to join the club. Follow the moderators, follow each other, and make meaningful connections. Thank you for being here with us. I'm your host, Moments, and I'm joined by my gracious co-hosts, Sonette, Rosolo, and Marlon. Just a quick PSA, this show is being streamed live on internet radio, and the Clubhouse replays are on. Please be reminded that this is a safe space and a no-judgment zone. We're here to engage in adult conversations, share experiences, and learn from each other. That was BB Rexa, Trust Fall. And we are back. So, so far, we have spoken about the difference between hearing and listening and how they affect our relationships. Before the break, we also looked at the definition of communication. Now, what do you do when your spouse or your partner will not listen? And I think we started that thanks to MD. We started talking about that thanks to Javette's question as well. According to VeryWellMind.com, if you think your words are falling on deaf ears, it can take its toll on your marriage, relationship, or friendship. Listening. Is the door closed? Think of a marriage, relationship, or friendship as two connecting hotel rooms with adjoining doors. Openness in any relationship is keeping both doors open all the time. This type of openness comes from a willingness to share from one's heart. If your partner closes the door to his or her room, you can't open it. Only the person in the other room can open the door. If your spouse has blinders on, won't listen, or admit to a problem in your marriage, then keep knocking on that door. Slip notes underneath and keep your own door open. If you're being emotionally hurt or physically abused, however, then you may have to distance yourself from that doorway, right? Nobody's saying put up with abuse. No, 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 no. People want to know how to make a spouse listen. Bottom line, there's not a whole lot that you can do to get your spouse to listen if he or she does not want to listen. You cannot change anyone but yourself. You cannot force your mate to hear what you're saying or to understand how you are feeling if they do not want to. I remember some episodes ago, Marlon had said um, something similar. You can't force a person to be in a relationship with you. Yeah. You can't force a person to love you. You can't do that. And you have to be willing to come to terms to them. And I think you said this to Rosolo. You have to be okay with a person not loving you, not accepting you, and understand that. Because just as it's done to you, we do it to other people yeah. too. Right? You cannot force your mates to hear what you are saying or to understand how you are feeling if they don't want to. Forcing or manipulating someone into counseling doesn't mean that they will truly listen to what a counselor has to say either. And it's funny, as I, you know, I read the part about the counselor, there are people who are in counseling for years. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? I think there's a time when you give up. And I may be wrong for thinking that way, but how can you be going to counseling 
for an indefinite length of time. It's either the therapist isn't working or the therapist is working, but just in a different way. <laughs> no, let's be real for a second. Now, if I have an issue and I need to go to counseling, I, I'm thinking I may want to give myself a timeline. And if I feel that I'm not reaching anywhere except to empty out my bank account to make this counselor rich, I'm going to have to step back and say, whoa, hold on, what's going on here? The counselor keeps telling me I need to come back, come back. Oh, schedule with Becky at the front. She'll take care of you. Let's get her on the calendar. And that is going on for a year, two years, three years, four years, 10 years. Something is wrong. It's either you're not grasping what it is that you need to grasp. You're not getting the real help you need to get. The counselor is ineffective. Or as I said, you're getting a different type of therapy and we have to know how to come to terms with that mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Am I? No, if i'm wrong you can say so but that's how i look at it no it just happened that um i was having this conversation with a client earlier today exactly on that um on average you can expect um to spend at least one to two years in therapy. And the reason for that is that when you are in therapy, um, the goal is not to change you, but the goal is to help you to embrace the person that you are. And so if, it, if there are two people in that relationship, it's double the, the work. So it's going to take twice as long to get the job done. And so when couples come to counseling, they want to deal with their own issues. They come because most of the time there are issues that they want to, to discuss. There are issues that they want to deal with. So we almost have to play, um, um, put out the fire, right? But putting out the fire doesn't necessarily change what's causing the fire, for say. And that's when it takes time. And a lot of, for whatever reason, it could be financial reason as well. Most people don't stay, mm -hmm. but they come back again when there's another fire, right? And they realize eventually what you realize is that we keep putting out fire. The issue is not the fire itself. The issue is what's causing it. And the problem is it's you. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's you. We need to figure I'm you out. I'm glad you said that. Deal, right? <laughs> and deal with you. So unless you are willing to embrace that part of yourself and understand who am I? Mm -hmm. um, why do I do the things that I do? Um, I have a quote that I put in my... Um, um, in my office that says, tell me how you love and I'll tell you how you make love. Mm. And the idea behind that is that we are the product of the way we were brought up, right? As a child, whether you receive love you or you didn't receive it, whether you were able to articulate your needs, whether you were able to articulate when you are angry, all of those things have uh, played 
a significant wall on the person you are as an adult. And so here we are talking about communication, right? Communication is a skill, but no one taught it to us. Mm-hmm. When when we were young, we learned to do what? We learned to uh, debate, right? Yeah. That's that's the level of communication we had. We learned to debate and who's going to win the argument. Yeah. And we take yeah. that and we carry it into our marriage. But debates are not for married people. Debates are for opponents, right? We are teammates. Teammates don't really debate. Teammates try to understand each other, understand each other's woe, so that we can reach the common goal, right? So it's, it's one of those things that you have to, literally, you have to learn just as a child how to speak and how to listen. And and it's a frustrating thing because you're saying to yourself, I'm too old for this. I know what I'm doing. I've been doing it long enough. But no, you really don't. Your wife will tell you, you don't listen. Or your husband will tell you, she really doesn't listen to me. So it's, it's just one of those things we have to be taught. And again, teaching adults takes time. Children, it's easy, it's easier, but adults because we, we, we are so, we are so into ourselves, like we know it, or we can Google it, or we can figure it out. We don't, we that we're not pliable enough. And I think that's the thing, not pliable enough to allow new teaching to take place. So it might take one to two years if 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 you are serious about. Being a therapy. One to two years, MD. Five years, not going to happen. If I am in your office after five years, something is definitely wrong. Um, (laughs) But it's funny you went on to that because um, I was going to mention getting counseling when your spouse won't listen. It can be beneficial for marriage for just one spouse to seek counseling, even if the other refuses. Developing an understanding of both the positive and negative dynamics of the marital relationship, gaining knowledge of oneself, which you said, learning about yourself, how to embrace yourself, and learning coping skills can help a couple, regardless of the decisions made regarding their marriage. The eye-opening moment may come when it's too late. It is sad that often a spouse doesn't begin to listen until divorce papers have been filed. Then there is an experience of an eye-opening aha moment. They have an epiphany. It's often the crisis that finally causes these folks to accept personal responsibility for their Mm -hmm. hurtful behavior in their marriages. Mm -hmm. A downside of having an aha moment is that a person may then start expecting everyone to immediately forgive and forget past actions. No, it's not a switch. A mentality of, look how I've changed, oh my gosh, is greeted with suspicion and mistrust. It is important to realize that it takes a great deal of time and patience and living out the changes before trust can be rebuilt. It doesn't happen with a snap of the fingers. People need time to heal and to forgive. And it's, it's funny, as I, you know, I'm saying, look how I've changed. It's greeted with suspicion and trust. Um, Marlon has pointed out things to me about myself 
And I have to make a conscious effort not to do or repeat the behavior. But I also had to say to him, you have to give me time. It's not a switch. I'm not a switch that you're going to say to me today and automatically the behavior is going to go away. But we can make a conscious effort to improve the behavior. It's kind of like when you work in an office, right? And you go through <laughs> um, orientation and they give you a time within which to get it together. You, you have a sit down with your supervisor, your manager. You have that one-on-one. And they review that the coaching right. And they review the areas of opportunity. And they say to you, okay, and I always had a rule. Don't, don't give anybody more than three things to work on at a time. Because beyond that, it can become extremely overwhelming right so i would find three things for um my folks to work on let's work on these three things one extreme and two light because it's kind of hard to work on three tough things at the same time well i found that when i was supervising so i'd give them one thing that needed to be addressed immediately and then two other things and then okay in a week we're going to check back in and see how you're doing great i see you fixed two things and you always want to um recognize the change record and acknowledge it don't just acknowledge what's wrong but when you see that they have made the changes because it takes great effort for us to correct our behaviors we know that because we're guilty of it too so when you recognize that the behavior is changed or the effort is being put in to change the behavior, acknowledge it. Hey, babe, I see you're, you know, awesome. Yay, let's celebrate. It's a win. Let's celebrate that. Any reason for a glass of wine for me, right? Let's celebrate that. And it lets your partner know, hey, they not only complain, but they also congratulate. And I think a lot of us, get caught up in finding faults all the time that we don't know how to applaud our partners. And that's something we need to be careful with, right? If we're constantly complaining and digging and, you know, critiquing every single detail, when do we get the chance to enjoy each other, to learn more about each other in a pleasant way, right? Change doesn't happen overnight. You have to allow your partner time to change. Somebody open their mic up. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear it. Go right ahead. It was me. Um, moments. Oh, that hi, Javet. Go right ahead. Have a just a little pushback sure. on that. Sure. Times takes a person time to change. Um, when you're in a relationship. And someone, um, okay, so I have a friend who has a boyfriend and he's used to um, speaking to her derogatory. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, in a derogatory fashion, okay. Very disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And from day one, she had said to him, I don't like that. That's a deal breaker, right? Right. Every time he does it, she says, 
I don't like that. That's a deal breaker. Two years later, he still has the same behavior. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Um, When something is pointed out to you, yes, it may take time because maybe you are used to doing it with the prior person or with someone else. But I feel that if you respect your partner enough, you're going to be more cognizant of it. And it shouldn't take them two years or three years or, you know, just be just because that's the way they've always been. So that's just a little pushback I have. And that's that. No, two years is too much. That means that person was not taking her feelings or his feelings into consideration. It shouldn't, in my opinion, it can't take two years. It should not take two years to unlearn the behavior or to put into practice, put some effort. Effort is a huge word when it comes to relationships because we're coming from two separate worlds and we're coming together, raised differently, sometimes culturally, but you're coming from two different environments, no matter how similar you may think they are, different belief systems, different expectations, So when we meet, we have to be willing to understand what give and take really means and what compromise means, what taking the other, your partner's feelings into consideration means. So two years, Javette, too long. But you say, um, sorry to cut you, Cheryl, but you said, um, it's been uh, two years they've been together, Ms. Javette, and they, um, basically sit disrespecting her or, um, Uh, he still does. Because he doesn't respect her. And, and and that's what I say to her. But yeah. she's a, a PK. Mm-hmm. So like, well, maybe he doesn't do it as much. Or I'm the first person to ever ask him to change. And I'm like, mm, okay, no. So she's making have- excuses for him. Exactly. You cannot ask someone to change either. They have to want to change for you. Um, and if they don't respect you and if they don't love you enough, they would never change. I believe and that. Until they find the right person to make them want to change. So if, if he keep doing the same thing, um, she needs, she need to <laughs> run away, let him go. Yeah. And uh, don't wait for him to leave her. Cause right there, he seems like he's waiting for somebody else to come along mm-hmm. and he's going to, so and she, she sounds like she loves him more than how she he loves her. Mm. So, I uh, tell her she loves him more than she loves herself. That's what I tell her. Wow. But, I too. But so, be so, out because she's in that relationship. Okay, I got you. But yeah, I, I, um, yeah, it's tough. But if somebody don't want to change, and you're not the one for them, um. Cause this, you know, just move along. There's somebody out there for her, you know, but it's not him. So, I um I agree with all of you. I and I wanted to add <clears throat> when you are dealing with someone with a narcissistic personality, um, the clues are always there, and so, um. I don't know much about that particular situation, but just from the way you describe it, it sounds like um, she is involved in a narcissistic um, relationship where it's really not about her at all. It's about him. But here's the thing. 
you mentioned she kept telling him this is a deal breaker for me and there lies the problem if this is a deal breaker for you let it be a deal breaker if you don't mean it don't say it right. if you say it, you have to mean it and so if you just saying it just for the sake of saying it why do you expect him to change it's not going to change and if you are dealing with someone with that type of personality he is not able to change what you see is what you get wizzy week right what you see is what you get um it's not going to change because this is his personality so believe him when he tells you this is who i am walk away um as marlon said just walk away while you still can well i feel good md because no i don't have a degree that you have but i gave her the same advice <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Jabez. Good, good yeah, job. Good, good job. job. Yeah. And I, you know, we are at a stage in our life where, our lives rather, where we have had our experiences or we have seen friends have their experiences. And mm -hmm. we can use those experiences to guide others. You don't have to go through it yourself. Through observation, you can see what's healthy, what's not healthy. And she has to love herself enough to get up, what it sounds to me. And unfortunately, a lot of people end up in relationships and stay in relationships that they have no business staying in because of something, self-esteem. They don't feel worthy enough. They don't feel as though they deserve better. They don't think there is better out there. And a lot of that I know can come from the partner beating them down it's what the partner is saying to them as marlon will always say if you can con can control someone's mind you pretty much have them right so you have someone who's someone who's forever telling you you know feeding you with things to make you feel as though you know something yeah that's true nobody else is going to love me the way this person does look at me i'm a mess nobody's going to take me up and if we keep feeding on that type of energy we're not going to realize that we are lacking self-love which is so important it is also important to realize that you can't go back to what was you can begin again but what was is gone you will need to start a new journey to rebuild communication and yeah you uh, must go ahead and then we're going to take a quick break go right ahead Somebody's wanted to go. Uh, what's this? What's her name? Sula. Oh yes, yeah, Sula. And I did say yes oh, yeah. in the chat. Go ahead, Sula. I'm so sorry. Hey everybody. Good. Um, Good night. I put Robert. my name as. <laughs> I put my name as Sula, but name, but my name is actually Susie. But oh. that's just short for my first and last name. Um, Thank you, Susie. But um, I have like a lot of um questions um i know you guys are older than me i'm 25 i'm about to be 26 but i'm always seeking like older people's advice because i don't have that in my life right now mm -hmm. and um so i just don't want to make the wrong decision because i have a guy that i was engaged to and until this day he's still like 
oh, we can still make things work. But the thing with him is I feel like he's narcissistic because he's like, you're not going to find someone that's going to take care of you like I took care of you, you know, and he did take care of me. And he like he took care of me so much to the point where I'm like, I felt like a bum. I mean, I know that's bad <laughs> because it's like, oh, you don't have to work. You don't have to do anything. Um, just go back to school, do whatever. I got way too comfortable with that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I want someone that's going to push me to do better, you know? Um, and also, I, I've been in the military. I'm still in the military. I'm supposed to get out this year. And he's just kind of like, oh, we can just get married. I was engaged to him. And even till this day, he's still there for me, but I'm just not happy with him because I feel like he's so boring. I know that sounds bad, but he's so boring. Like I look at him and I'm not like excited. It's like when you look at a wall, you're not excited. You're just like, okay, whatever, you know, but it's like whatever I want, I know I can get it with him, okay, you know, so, like. So Sula, let me ask you a question. How long have you known him? Um, I've known him for like years now. Okay. And this relationship, a serious relationship for how long now? Years as well? Um, I was with him. I'm not with him right now, Okay, but I did go see him recently. Um, I was engaged to him. We were like together. We were living together. Okay. Uh, we were together for like a year and a half. Okay. So what attracted you to this person? Um, he looked good. I know that's bad. I mean, he looks no, good. No, don't yeah. feel bad about it. Don't feel bad because we've been down that road in my younger <laughs> days. Somebody because they look good. But go ahead. So he yeah, looks he good. looks mm -hmm. he looks good. And then uh, once I got to know him, he's very like mature for his age. He's very responsible. He's like a very good guy. He really is. Um, he's very good and. Like, there's just one thing that I'm just not happy with. And um, my friends are like, uh, you know, like, that's up to you, you know. And his family, like, loves me. Until this day, his family is asking, like, what happened, mm -hmm. you know. And um, he's, like, all about the rules. Even when we go to the movies, mm -hmm. I'm the type of person, like, I don't sit where I'm supposed to sit. But he's like, no, we need to sit where we, we, you know, I was like, no, we need some space from the other people. And he's like, no, we chose these seats. So we need to sit here. And he's all about um, like um, he lives in Nebraska where I used to live and I live in Texas. And so sometimes I'd be like, oh, can you send me some gas money? And he's like, you're going to Texas to go suffer. You, you moved out there to go suffer because if you were here, I would take care of you, you know? Mm. Yeah, he's all about, like, if you follow my direction, I got you. And I'm over here, like, I don't want to follow your direction. Um, I, I'm not attracted to him no more okay. because... Um, As he's controlling. Yep. Yeah, he's, yeah, control. he, he's oh. very controlling and narcissistic and mm -hmm. manipulating. And um, I never knew what narcissistic was. I, that was never, like, something that I used the words mm -hmm. and but then he told me like oh my mom is narcissistic i was like well i mean i never knew what that word was until you taught me that now but now i see that you're trying to push that on me and i don't like to be controlled or told you can ask me but don't tell me 
I need to do this and this and that because I've always been like an independent person, you know, I've always like done things for myself. Um, and, um, some people told me like, if you don't give him another chance, you're going to suffer. But then again, I'm just kind of like, I don't want to settle because the only problem is like the sex is so boring. (laughs) I know that sounds so bad. No, it does not sound bad because who wants to live with bad sex? Like I, I, um, I went to go see him for, I went to Nebraska for a week and we only had sex once. And that's because like, I kept making excuses and I'm like, but he did everything for me. Like he, you want to go shopping? Let's go shopping. You want this? Here's this. You want my car? Um, you can borrow my car while I, you know, everything I want, but I'm like, I don't like him. I don't want to force something and just be unhappy. And then he was like, if we have to make things work, you have to move back to Nebraska. But I'm like, I don't want to move back to Nebraska. I like Texas and I'm going to stay here in Texas and I'm going to make it work. So like, can I ask a question? How much older than you is he? Just, um, I'm about to be 26. And he's 30 now. He just turned 30. So yeah, four. He's not much. He's not that much older because he sounds like somebody who is much older, you know, to be that controlling. But here's what I would recommend to you. You have to know what you can live with for the rest of your life. What is it that you're yeah. because you're not going to find the perfect person out there. Let, let's get that out there in the open. There's an 80 20 yeah. rule. 80% of what you can live with, 20% what you, you know, you don't really like, but you can tolerate. But at the end of the day, you have to know that, hey, there are certain things that I'm just not going to put up with. There are certain things that I can't deal with. And that's it. And these, this is a conversation that needs to be had at the onset of any relationship. You start talking about things, likes, dislikes. You know, and see if your viewpoints somehow can meet somewhere in the middle, right? Of course, relationships come with compromise. We get that. But you're young, and I'm glad you mentioned that. So, And even at our age, we're still learning. Don't feel bad, right? <laughs> age is just a number. There are people older than us who still haven't figured it out yet and probably never will. You know, right. but um, yeah. what I will say is love yourself before you can love anybody else, know what it is that you deserve, what you're worthy of, right? No, go ahead, Rosolo. I think Rosolo wants to say something. Like all in your nose and stuff. I'm sorry. That's all right. Go ahead. Um, Good evening, Susie. I just wanted to say one thing, um, because you speak about him being a narcissist and and you wanted to be a way away from him and, and you're doing your own thing. So what I would say is if you really have decided that you want to make this move, and you want to be on your own, and you want to do your own, then have no fear. Don't worry about it. Just do it. I think you have this cushion where you keep on going back to him as a safety net. You have to have to separate yourself. From the only way that you're going to be able to move and, and excel and do what you need to do on your own is to be on your own and, and break that tie. And scary. It's maybe hard, but you have to break that thing. Right now, you are connected to to this toxicity. You don't like the intimacy. He's controlling um, all these various things that you've said that um, aren't allowing you to grow in the relationship. And you need to grow in the relationship. And you, at the moment said, 
you need to um, be able to love yourself first and know what you want and what you want in a relationship. And once you have identified that, things will go more smoothly, I think. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. All right. No, I understand. And um, what's it called? Like, I've always been an independent person. And um, just because the way I was raised, that kind of thing. The only reason, like, I always find myself back to him is because he continues to, like, contact me. You know what I mean? So I know this sounds so bad, but um, financially, he's there. I know that sounds really bad. So he's a safety net for you, Sula. <laughs> That's yeah, even when I'm in a relationship, like he even he's like, what are you doing out there in Texas? You know, you just dating like, yeah, I'm single, you know, not to be rude. But like when I left him, I just up and disappeared. I know that's wrong, you know, but I just packed my stuff. I even left some stuff there and I just left because I'm so fed up because I'm like, I'm not a child. You keep speaking to me like I'm your daughter and you're not my father. So. I just up and left and moved to Texas, and um, that's a story for another day. Yeah. It got really bad. But it he, got so bad. Here's the you thing. Know? He knows uh -huh. what he's doing. He knows what he's dangling over your head, and he yeah. will continue to dangle it as long as you keep going back for it, right? So you have to now straighten up your back, get right. some, you know, um, gumption <laughs> so to speak right and be strong you're going to go through a difficult period you are going to go through a period sula where you're going to say to yourself oh did i make the right mm -hmm. decision man if i had right. left if i hadn't left i'd have this 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 and that but you're tying your connection to him through tangible things and what he can do for you financially you That's deserve mm -hmm. more than that. So now Sula is going to pivot in a different direction. You're going to have to go through some labor pains. And I'm telling you, to get to where you want to go, you have to be willing to embrace the labor pains. Know that you're going to come out okay. Because if you're afraid to face the labor pains, you're going to stay pregnant with this forever. Oh, and no. You, and you're not going to grow. And, and you're not right. right. And guess what? You're not going to be able to find what's truly out there for you because you right. have this thing blocking you from coming to you, from finding you. Because all and here's the thing. When you somebody else finds you. He doesn't need to know about that. Yeah. You need to move on with your life. He knows what right. he's doing. He's trying to control you. But with that, I do have to take a quick break. Here is Bruno okay. Mars talking to the moon. I know you're somewhere out there, somewhere far away. I want you back. I want you back. My neighbors think I'm crazy. They don't understand You're all I had You're all I had At night when the stars light up my room I sit by Okay, I, I guess um, the song wants to start over 
Bruno Mars talking to the moon. Somewhere far away, I want you back. I want you back. My neighbors think I'm crazy, but they don't understand. You're all I had. You're all I had. At night when the stars light up my room, I sit by myself talking to the moon, trying to get to You're just tuning in to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Welcome to Days After Dark. If you're on Clubhouse, click on the greenhouse to join the club. Follow the moderators, follow each other, and make meaningful connections. Thank you so much for being here with us. I'm your host, Moments, and I'm joined by my gracious co-hosts, Sanat, Rosolo, and Marlon. Just a quick PSA. The show is being streamed live on Internet Radio, and the Clubhouse replays are on. Please be reminded that this is a safe space at a no-judgment zone. We're here to engage in adult conversations, share experiences, and learn from each other. That was Bruno Mars talking to the moon. Normally, this time, we would have inner days. However, we're going to forego inner days and continue the conversation for another two minutes. Because it's almost that time. I can't believe we're almost there. Thank you to everyone for being here with us. That song is beautiful. And I love that song. And I talk to the moon all the time. Oh, I know. (laughs) Yeah, it's a beautiful song by Bruno Mars. Yeah, so just a quick recap on what we spoke about. We spoke about listening versus hearing. Hearing is natural. We hear everything. We hear the doors squeak around us. We hear the fan blowing. We hear the cars going by outside. We hear a baby crying. We hear the kettle whistling. Those are, you know, we hear those things, but we don't pay much attention to them. Right? Hearing. But listening. Active listening takes effort. It takes our, it needs our attention. We have to know how to leave everything, stop for a moment. Yes, they say you can multitask, but there are times when you literally have to stop what you're doing and focus your attention on the person that's talking to you. Give them your full attention. And to let the person know that you're actually listening to them, recap what they're saying. And recapping allows you to make sure you're hearing them correctly, that the correct information is being transmitted. Right? Because interpretation is another conversation that we can have. I say something, but that's not what I meant. But because you interpreted it this way, 
right? So let us understand the difference. Hearing is passive and voluntary, it's sensory. But listening is active, voluntary, and intentional. Take time to listen. It's so important. It makes us feel connected to people. It makes us feel some sense of belonging, right? We also spoke about communication. It's the successful conveying of ideas and feelings. But communication goes beyond the verbal. It also talks or speaks to the nonverbal facial expressions, body movement, posture, gestures, eye contact, touch, space, voice, tone, and a myriad of other things. But learning to listen to the unspoken word, pay attention to that nonverbal, you can learn so much more. We say one thing and we do another. That's a common term that's used. Understand that conversations are two-way streets. Make time to speak. Because sometimes when you want to talk, it's not always appropriate. When it comes to serious things in particular. And I learned something new tonight from MD. Keep the arguments out your bedroom. Take them elsewhere. Go outside on your back patio or you know, in the garage somewhere. Have the arguments there. And then once you get to your bedroom, Make it a sanctuary of peace, harmony, and love. Don't be afraid to let your partner know exactly what you need. They are not mind readers. Set expectations, gentlemen. <laughs> Don't let us think that you're going to do something for us right away when that's not what's going to happen at all. We have to learn to listen. Time either. Don't huh? bother us at the wrong, don't bother us at the wrong time. Whatever, what football on a Sunday? I walk <laughs> work or watching the sports game. Don't just <laughs> ladies, that's the up. best time to get what you want. They're gonna like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's when you ask for things that they're not listening. So can I get this vacation? Yeah, Are that's when you get what away? you want, ladies. Babe, I just booked this trip. <laughs> you know, that's when you get that. Because during football, they're not listening. So during football, during the news, yeah. when they're sleeping. Right. So basketball. Yeah. So let us make a conscious effort to listen to our partners, to gain an understanding. Let's not just always want to talk, but to exchange. Fair exchange is so important. All right. We have to make sure we're doing that with our partners. Here is DJ Khaled featuring Scissor. We the best music! Another one. DJ Khaled! Back against the wall, middle fingers in the air. Busting through the crowd, they gon' feel me now. Straight shooter from the hip, yeah, we have again. Tell me, get them, then I got em. Thank you, everyone, for coming to Days After Dark on Clubhouse. It was certainly a pleasure. This would not be possible without each of you. Of course, a huge thank you to the co-hosts, Sonette, Rosola, and Marlon, for joining me tonight. Thank you also to our sponsors, Touring Entertainment on Promotions, Soiree, All-Inclusive NDA Events, and The Rose Solo Show. Tonight's episode of Days After Dark was streamed live on QMZRadio.com. 
and janoradio.com. Download the Jano Radio app today, J-A-H-K-N-O Radio, available on the Apple Store for iOS and Android in the Google Play Store. Join me for Coffee and Toll World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to tune in to DJ Naturalist every Sunday, 2 to 5, Monday, 5 to 7, Tuesday, 5 to 7. Follow him on Clubhouse and listen to him on the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. The Rose Solo Show, an American Caribbean variety show, returns next week, 7 p.m. Eastern on JanoRadio.com. This was a Moments With Me production. Thank you to all our listeners. QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and right here on Clubhouse. Have a good night, everyone. Please. Get some rest and be safe. Ladies, ladies, Look forward to seeing you all next week. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are, we, are, we are online 24-7. We, 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 we hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye. Travel safe, Rosolo.